0: It's just like when you're trying to fundraise or do anything else that you have had no access to. You don't know how. Your plan has to be built on what you think and what your goal is. That, that's what your plan has to be built on. And then you learn along the way. And I think as women, in a lot of cases, we don't start because we don't see the plan that gets us to the other side of the door. And all I care about is getting to the other side of the door. And I'll figure it out along the way.
1: Hi, I'm Lara Dolch and you're listening to She Knows the Way, a show about deciding what's next when doing what's expected no longer feels right. Odessa Jenkins, who you just heard, is the president of the workplace training platform MTrain, and she's also the founder and CEO of the Women's National Football Conference or WNFC. Odessa shows up as a teammate and a coach in all areas of her life. And that mentality has taught her how to get things done and how to bring other people with her along the way. But more than anything, Odessa's success stands on her ability to stay crystal clear about why she does the work she does.
0: So for me, my why is rooted in sport and the advancement of women and girls and my family. So with my purpose time, I spend it thinking about equality in sport and the advancement of women and girls.
1: This purpose time, Odessa just mentioned, it's not some corporate buzzword. It's an actual thing she schedules into her days.
0: So I look at the, the number of hours that I have in a week and I think about it. If that's not being fulfilled, particularly at work, in the workplace, then I purposefully make time for it. I say I'm going to budget my time, budget my purpose time, my why time so that it's never missed.
1: Odessa physically does this with anything she can get her hands on.
0: On whiteboards, notepads. Um, I'm also very goal-oriented, so a lot of my purpose time is about looking at the goals that I set forth and thinking about how am I achieving those goals and what I might be missing in my plan. I don't like not being in control. Uh, so I, I want to make sure that I spend that time to figure out how I'm going to actually achieve what I need to achieve. And then the rest of it is is having fun.
1: But in order to craft a plan and set goals that resonate, you've got to know what your why is. And for Odessa, all of these whys she mentioned at the beginning, sport, family, the advancement of women and girls, they've been with her since childhood.
0: I will tell you my why, at least as it relates to growing up in Los Angeles in South Central LA and Watts in particular with the family I grew up with is all about making it and showing little girls and little boys who might not have been given everything that they needed to be successful socioeconomically. I, I want to show them that you don't have to be a rapper or a ball player, to make it in the world that there is a path for you, there is a place for you. And so my why, and when I talk about the inclusion stuff and the reason I led with that is because it's personal.
1: Odessa's first team was personal too.
0: My mother was a big time team player, a big time family. She's the oldest of 10. And so even when our family Grew up and everybody was kind of moving to different cities. Even then, she would cook for twenty people. Like she didn't know how to not cook for the team. How to not cook for the fa- the extended family, like not just us. My dad was a musician my whole life, a gospel musician. So he was a part of a team, and he came home. He'd come home with a drummer and a guitarist, and they would rehearse at the house. And so it was always super comfortable. For me, being around a bunch of people and moving as a group
1: and thinking as a pack. Yeah, I love that. I'm just imagining your household right now. Tell us about it. Are... <laughs> Loud. Yeah, tell me about that. Tell me what a day, like, you know, you described your your father coming in from a, you know, practice with his group or whatever, maybe like, what was it like in the house? What did it smell like? What did it sound like?
0: It was beautiful. Um, I know, you know, a kid growing up in in Watts in the, in the 90s and the 80s doesn't sound like any fun, but it was beautiful. My house, at any given time, you walk in and there's people singing out loud and, you know, guitars playing and food. I mean, when you smell food, you smell mac and cheese and you smell yams and cakes baking and sweet potato pies. It was like Thanksgiving every weekend uh, at my house. And so a lot of love, a lot of laughter, a lot of joy, um, just family, and and it was all about team, all about family, all about taking care of each other.
1: But as warm and abundant as Odessa's family life was, the environment around them was a tough one. When she was 11, Odessa lost her brother to gang violence.
0: And so early on, my why was like, I'm getting my mom out of watts. You know, so it was all rooted and it's always been rooted in the team, the family. Like, how can I help advance the family?
1: Odessa found herself on more traditional teams around this time too, through sports. She started playing when she was just four or five.
0: As soon as I started really being able to run, run outside with my boys, cousins, and brothers. I started picking up a football and playing football in the streets with the boys. And then it was basketball one-on-one at the courts. And that evolved into organized sports.
1: Did you get pushback from them because you were a girl?
0: Early on, I did. um, But not, not for very long. Once they realized I could hoop or I can ball. And that's kind of what I've taken with me in all aspects of integrating anything. First show that you can ball.
1: These formative years rooted Odessa in her commitment and her purpose. Then, throughout her career, and especially as she founded and developed the WNFC, these experiences helped her stand steady in the face of a whole lot of pushback.
0: It seems wild, but the idea that women are going to play tackle football at the professional level is still extremely mind-blowing to most of the humans in the country and in the world. And to say that, like, see, every time I say it, I feel a little disgusted because there's no reason why a woman can't do anything, let alone put on a helmet, strap on some shoulder pads and run a dig route, catch a fade ball from a quarterback, it's wild. I still hear it all the time. It isn't. It isn't a household name for a reason. Women's tackle football isn't on network TV for a reason. Sorry, (laughs) there's already a woman here. Seat's taken. And it's wild because people are like, why don't you just? It's it's the same uh, advice that I was getting growing up in the neighborhood that you would hear on the news. Why don't people in the neighborhood just get jobs? Or when uh, there's an impoverished community that has been struck by either a natural or unnatural desire, why don't they just leave? Because the world isn't designed for me to just leave. My community isn't designed, My household isn't designed for me to just leave. And so why don't we just get on TV? Why don't we just call a sponsor and tell them to give us a million dollars? Because that's not how it works. You have to have a plan and you have to work your plan.
1: Under Odessa's leadership, the WNFC continues to grow in number of teams, shout out to the Seattle Majestics, and in revenue. But even when people can see those results and her vision, Odessa still has to manage how they see her.
0: I think people miss your layers, right? So if they feel the warmth and the love, they think I'm a clown or a cheerleader. It's like, oh, you got to be extreme. You have to be extreme. This, Oh, Odessa's going to lead the cheer because there's no way strategically she can be this loving, warm, like extrovert. And yeah. be this great strategic mind. There's like they can't fathom that level of layer
1: mm-hmm. uh in me. Yeah. Some of it sounds like that double bind that, that women in the workplace face. You know, if you're likable, you're seen as not competent. And if you're competent, you're seen as a bitch, basically. I mean, that's just <laughs> like just being blunt, like as you you know
0: a bitch or a clown. Like is it's, is you're right. either yeah. you're either the cheerleader. Either way, I don't want you in the room when, when right. shit gets real. You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
0: For sure. I like to think of it in two ways. There's want to and have to, right? And I think a lot of decisions that we make as people walking into a room or taking on a responsibility or how we show ourselves are is rooted in what we want to and what we think we have to. I lean on want to when it comes to how I present myself. I want people to see me. If I'm going to lose, if I'm not going to get an opportunity, if I'm going to be turned away, I'm going to be turned away as my full self. I brought all that I had to this table. And if it wasn't enough, I can live with that.
1: Odessa is really good at showing up as herself in a way that makes it seem kind of effortless. But she does have some practical advice for those of us who might be a little less practiced.
0: If you are trying to find out how to bring more of yourself to a place, when you get to that point in your mind where you want it to and you change it, don't change it. I wanted, to come, I wanted to come to work today in a skirt, but I think I shouldn't do it. Let go of the butts. If, if, it's, if it is you and it aligns to how you are going to bring and show up as your best self, do it. And if you're in an environment where it's not accepted, then you'll find an environment where it is.
1: Yeah. How do you know when you're dealing with all of those things, (laughs) the the way the world is, how do you know what you can change and what it would be wiser to just flow around?
0: Yeah, I don't care about the world not deciding to change or not. To be honest with you, my plan has nothing to do with the way the world's going to receive it. It has everything to do with what we want to achieve. And so I hear your question and saying, which walls do you knock down and which ones do you walk around? I mean, I assume you have to knock them all down. And in some cases, as soon as you take off the run, it opens and in, in other cases you run into it, you knock yourself on your butt and you do that enough time you think, okay, I need a plan to walk around this thing. <laughs> um, so how do you know you you, you don't? It's, it's just like when you're trying to fundraise or do anything else that you have had no access to. You don't know how. You have Your plan has to be built on what you think and what your goal is. That That's what your plan has to be built on. And then you learn along the way. Yeah. And I think as women, in a lot of cases, we don't start because we don't see the plan that gets us to the other side of the door. And all I care about is getting to the other side of the door. And I'll figure it out along the way.
1: Odessa's faith in her why has given her the kind of persistence it takes to found a football league that people said would never work. But once you're steady and your purpose, how do you get the courage to talk to people about it, to assemble a team around it, and what do you do when you find yourself off course? We're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we'll hear from Odessa about how she uses her why to find her way and her people. Hey there, it's Laura. wanted to quickly pop in to let you know how much I appreciate your being here. I know there are a million podcasts you could be listening to, and I'm so glad you're spending time with us. If you're finding value in the show, we'd be grateful if you supported it by buying us a coffee. That's right. It couldn't be simpler. Visit buymeacoffee.com slash she knows the way to support our work for the price of a cup of coffee. That's buymeacoffee.com slash she knows the way. And thanks. Welcome back. Before the break, we heard from Odessa about how her early years instilled in her a sense of purpose that has led her to shatter expectations within the football industry. Odessa's commitment to that purpose helps her make decisions about where she's going, too. I'm always
0: driven from my why and my purpose. That's how I get into everything, which is why most of what I am doing has attachment to each other. Like you wouldn't see me owning a bakery. I love eating cake and pies and cupcakes and cookies. Um, and it'd be awesome if it had an ice cream
1: shop attached to it. <laughs> we have one of those in Seattle.
0: <laughs> right. But it's it's not at all attached to my wife. So there'd be no way in my current team or in the way I seek a team that would align to that.
1: And this purpose is the map Odessa uses to navigate, especially in those times when it might seem like she's off course.
0: Faith is super important that you're going to ultimately get to where you want. I I don't think that there's anything wrong with pivoting as long as you're still headed towards the same why, the same purpose. And I think we get distracted with that as entrepreneurs and as leaders sometimes. And, oh, my gosh, my plan changed. It means I lost. It means failure. It doesn't. Just think about. Remember remember the why, remember your purpose, remember what you started out to do and why you started out to do it. Uh, and I think it'll always get you back. And then celebrating the little wins because time waits for no one and, I, and we forget to celebrate. My mom used to say, uh, don't wait till the battle's over, shout now, because in the end you're gonna win. It's, a, it's an old gospel song, but that's, that always rings true to me. Don't wait till the battle's over, shout now. And your small find small ways to celebrate uh while you're battling.
1: Whenever Odessa is celebrating these wins, she's celebrating with a team because being part of a team is central to how she operates. How do you find your team?
0: Hmm. I think it depends on what I need, what I think I need, and what do I love? Um for me it's easy for me to find my team and my people because I love sports, I love inclusion, I love anything that's about creating an opportunity for women and girls or for an underserved population of people. So anything around that or any people or any teams around that, I'm usually willing to walk into the team and listen. And then the need, Uh, what do I need? Like, How do I need to grow my team or my network, or my family to, to meet my personal needs or meet the needs of the team I'm already in. Um, so I think that those are kind of the two things that drive how I, how I find my team.
1: The other question Odessa asks when she's building a team is who can benefit from what she has to offer?
0: So I think that there is something to be said about knowing that you have certain gifts, For me, I have a gift of building teams, businesses, strategy, and I know that if I intentionally pour into something, that it multiplies and it evolves. And knowing that I have that gift, it is super important to me to find ways to give that gift to others and help them be better. And I am fulfilled by that. And so I seek those who are looking for that.
1: Yeah, I love that. What do you do when you, so you've identified people that are, you know, on your team, whether that's professionally or personally, how do you, or what does it look like to turn them into a team once you've identified all of these individuals?
0: Yeah, there are certain just standards uh, that you have to have. One is about how we grow and build loyalty. Gas is the other one. Give us, um, so, so how much you care about the thing. Um, ownership and accountability is another huge part of it, you know, building a team around accountable goals and ownership and, and being autonomous about your piece of the thing, uh, and having pride in the ownership of it. I always tell my teams to be an owner and treat others as owners. And I think the other thing is, is about GSD getting stuff done, right? How do I build a team that just gets things done and, uh, doesn't worry too much sometimes about the how. We just move as one and we get it done and we look back and we fix whatever needs to be fixed. So those are kind of the standards, but that is all umbrellaed by love.
1: Mm.
0: I don't do anything with any team without love being involved.
1: Quick aside for all the Ted Lasso fans listening. If it feels like Odessa just described the vibe of the AFC Richmond locker room, stay tuned to the end of the episode. The way Odessa talks about cultivating this team environment and this umbrella of love also makes me think about how she described her home growing up and her parents. They
0: were explicit in telling me that they loved me and showing me and being there and showing up, whether it be to games or graduation. Uh, my parents uh, split when I was 14 and my dad still you know, showed up. My mom still showed They They, they found a way to... At the right times in my life, show up, and <laughs> to have to have parents that one believe in you. Never, they don't, they didn't set any boundaries. Like, just I come home and said, "Hey, I'm the only girl on the football team." All right, cool. Like, they just, they, I don't know if they just weren't paying attention, so I received it as like no boundary. But they, <laughs> all right, cool. What's the game? Like, is Hey, I'm, a, I got the gold star for the California Student of the Year. I'm gonna go. Okay, cool. Like, there was a great baby, let's do it. It never seemed even reasonable to think there was something I couldn't do.
1: These days, Odessa continues to surround herself with people who help her to achieve the unreasonable in both her professional and personal life. When she needs help making a decision or thinking through something major, Odessa turns to what she calls her personal board of directors.
0: You say, okay, these are the people. And when I'm high, I'm going to... When I'm low, I'm going to. And when I want to, I'm going to. That's, that's how you gotta decide who fits there. And I kind of use the same, same framework. It's it's not much different. Do I love them? It can't be I don't I don't have anyone on my personal board of directors who I don't love. And that I don't, that I haven't had confirmation that they love me. So that's again, umbrella by love. And then I think you just go back to the same things, right? Like, how are they helping me be accountable and vice versa? Are they treating me with respect and empathy? Um, are they treating me as, as an owner and, and vice versa? Are we marching towards a certain goal together? Are we having fun together? So I think it's, a, it's really the same framework. You know, do we, do we get stuff done together, right? Whether it be every 10 years, when I see you, Does that time make it feel like we progressed and I don't have any one of my board of directors, whether I talk to them every day or every hundred days, that I don't
1: feel that way about. I know there's a ton of advice out there, especially for women, about asking for help when you need it. But there's something deeper, more provocative even, in how Odessa approaches this. A lot of us are more comfortable when thinking about making a change with the more introspective solo parts of that process. But it can be powerful to share those messy thoughts and half-formed choices with people. People who can help us make connections, process our ideas, affirm our vision. And when we get wherever it is we're going, make the win all the richer. Odessa knows that the people she surrounded herself with are part of how she's gotten where she is. And just as importantly, they're the people who keep her going.
0: For anyone who's listening, who is on your journey to finding your why or your purpose or you figured it out and you have a plan, don't give up. Don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on your vision. A lot of people don't want to give up. They just don't know how to go forward, right? They don't know what they're missing. And I think that's when you have to really get that team around you that's going to help fill the gaps when you don't know how to move forward. Whether it's around, so I need something, but have I asked everyone around me for it? Okay, no, I didn't, and so I'm not doing everything I can to keep going. Everything is possible. If you're alive, everything is possible. So I see it.
1: Special thanks to Odessa Jenkins for speaking with us for this episode. If you'd like to connect with Odessa and learn more about M-Train or the WNFC, you can find Odessa on LinkedIn, Follow M-Train on Twitter at M-Train, that's E-M-T-R-A-I-N, or follow the WNFC on Twitter or Instagram at WNFC Football. She Knows the Way we will be back in two weeks with our final episode of the season. We'll hear from Charlene Lamb, a Lisbon-based curator, grief guide, and creator of the Grief Gallery, about the quiet audacity of telling the truth in your career and in your relationships.
0: My mom had just turned 66 when she died and my grandmother died at 67. So to have my mother die even earlier than my grandmother seems really wrong. But also if we're going to follow the pattern, I only have until 65.
1: So even though I try to eat well, I try to take care of myself, I do look at things through this kind of morbid lens of if I only have until 65, what do I want to do with that time? This episode of She Knows the Way was produced by Jennifer McCord and me, Lara Dolch. For more episodes, hit subscribe or follow wherever you get your podcasts. And if you'd like to stay in touch, follow me on Instagram at lara Dolch and sign up for our newsletter at laradolchcom slash podcast or by clicking the link in the episode notes. As we come to the end of this season of the show and begin planning for the next one, we want to hear from you. Visit laradolchcom slash listener questions to tell us what you're struggling with right now when it comes to deciding what's next for you or questions you'd ask if no one knew it was you. The form is completely anonymous. It'll help us plan for next season and hopefully give you what you need. That URL again is Laradolch.com listener questions. Finally, if there's someone in your life who's going through a job or life change or even considering one, please send an episode their way. Word-of-mouth recommendations is one of the best ways to help us reach more women, so thanks. Until next time, trust that you know the way.
0: So um, I recently uh, took over leading our our sales team and they are energized and rocking and rolling. And one of the things that they talk to me about, because I'm a coach and I bring coaching in every aspect of my life, is uh, watching Ted Lasso.
1: Love. Okay. I'm obsessed. I just have to say I'm obsessed. (laughs) Like, I guess like the whole country, but like for real obsessed.
0: (laughs) For real. Um, so, so they, they said, coach, OJ, o- o- you have to watch the show. It's, it's it, I'm like, you have to go watch. <laughs> totally.
1: Well, so much of the way that you describe yourself as a leader, Odessa, does hearken back to Ted Lasso and just the love, the love piece of it, right? I mean, that's that's the part of it that I think that show really resonates with people. It obviously has resonated with your team. And I think that, uh, that's why, right. It's, Mm -hmm. that's what you and that character. That's one of the things that I feel like you all share.
0: No. Yeah, no, I agree. I think the, I think the character has decided what he wants to give to the world, regardless of where he is in the world and is super rooted in his moral compass and the things that he's decided that he's going to use to solve problems, and I'm the same way. Like I just there's just certain ways that are absolutely core to who I am uh, that that I go about living this life. And if I can't be in a place doing that, then I just won't be in a place.
1: Yeah. Cool yeah, me. that's a, a beautiful way to to sum sum that up for sure. Hey, it's Laura wanted to tell you about another podcast you might enjoy. The folks at Harvard Magazine reached out to tell me about their show, Ask a Harvard Professor, and in particular about their latest episode featuring Harvard economics professor Claudia Golden. Among other things, Dr. Golden discusses why women still earn less than men at work. And yes, it's infuriating. If you're like me and listen to podcasts because you love learning new things, I think you'll enjoy Ask a Harvard Professor and the fascinating conversations they have with some of the world's most prominent scholars, including Claudia Golden. Subscribe to or follow the show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify.